Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. Everybody, it is uh, Angry Negative Show. I have no idea what we're doing for a minute. Monday, September, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, September 29th, 2020. Not the smoothest intro we've ever had. But, uh, yeah, we're here. Jim is back. Nick is here. Yo. We're going to have fun this week. We always have fun. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> well, should we just restart uh, this entire show here? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> no, I like it. I like the awkwardness because I uh, had things to say, but I'm like, no. Let me see if anyone else is going to say something. I fed, uh, I fed into the awkwardness. We have a cup champion. Yes. Oh, that's right. Forgot all about that. Tampa Bay <laughs> won the Stanley Cup. Yeehaw! Oh yeah, the Stanley Cup was won last night. <laughs> I watched. I had the first two games on in the background. Didn't particularly care. I watched the overtime of game five, whatever that was. And then I watched the last two or three minutes last night before Stanley Cup, uh, before the uh, Cup was awarded. So, if this was if this was like 2006, I would have loved this series because that team had people that I cared about, both Dallas and Tampa. But in 2020, it's like, nah, I, I don't think this was ever in question. Tampa had this. They just steamrolled everybody in the playoffs. Uh, considering the Flyers beat them in the round robin, doing some quick MMA math here. If the Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup and the Flyers beat Tampa, it means they're the linear champions. So, congratulations, Stanley Cup champions, 2020 Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> and uh, former Flyers did, in fact, win! Braden Coburn... Luke Shen, Patrick Maroon gets his second back-to-back. They join Michael Delzato and Braden Shen from last year. Both Shen brothers have won a cup before the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> <sighs> it's a little bit funny. Seeing it's... Braden Coburn lift the cup, I died inside a little bit. He was one of my like top five all-time hated Flyers was Braden Coburn. Really? I didn't like him or Matt Carl. They were like my whipping boys back then. I don't particularly care about Matt Carl, but... Uh... I like Brandon. Coburn was easy to hate because of his face. <laughs> he just always had that look like, what? you know, like he always had that, like that snarled lip and like that, that pointy nose. He had a beak. Yeah. I he had he a was beak. just fine until Pronger went down and then team and retired. And he, he was not a top guy. No, he was a, he worked very well in the 2010 team. Cause he wasn't, he was what their second line guy. You know, he wasn't the top guy. He could be deployed in more favorable minutes, but when he was kind of their de facto number one, I just think he was over his head, but 756 games as a flyer for Coburn, 213 games as a flyer for Shen, 946 total for Coburn. Seven he played 700 games for the flyers. He at one point was one of the top like three longest tenured Philadelphia athletes at one point. Oh he might have been God. Yeah, dude. I believe he might have been like after um the Phillies moved on from some of those World Series guys, he might have been the most long the the longest tenured Philadelphia athlete in the city. Or at least flyer. Because after uh 
Gagne hmm. got traded, he was the longest flyer for a long time. I have to see this from my own eyes. 700 plus games for the Flyers. That's like Coburn was 576. Huh? Oh, 576. Okay. <laughs> You look like you're about to have an internal meltdown. Dude, I had like, to stop Jim from losing his mind over here. Like, remember, he, he came here years. He came here in 2007, the uh, during the season yeah. at the at the deadline. So he was here for almost a decade. From the that was a hell of a trade that brought him here too. Yeah, was that a, that was the Zitnik trade, right? Correct. Jesus Christ. Zitnik. What a guy. Yeah, let, me just, let me just see Coburn for a second here. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make a... 964 a games for Coburn total. 576 were with the Flyers. Hell, Luke right. Shen's played almost 800 games in his career. Yeah. How is that possible? He actually played more with the Leafs than he did the Flyers. I found that hard to believe when I saw that, but... If, if Brandon Coburn never played for the Flyers, would you ever have any idea that he existed in the National Hockey no, League? not at all. No. no. And it? that's why I didn't like him. Yeah, but like, he was, like, sound. Like, he was, like, okay. He was a like, perfectly fine defenseman. Yeah. But he was just, he doesn't make a lot of noise, doesn't, you know, isn't particularly good at anything. <laughs> just, he's Not one of those like Jack Hall trades guys that just exists. Yeah. I, I feel like he should have done more with that big body. Yeah. I wanted you to do the Twisted Steel voice. No, so. I know. I got to tee it up. Yeah. <laughs> He was six foot five. But he's six, not six foot seven five. of twisted steel and sex appeal. Samuel Moran, the greatest defenseman of all time. I just picture I picture Sam Moran skating down the ice with no shirt on when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you might need to make a t-shirt. With, greatest with defenseman long, of all time. With longer hair flowing behind him. Like, I'm getting like pretty good at this Photoshop thing. I'm sure I could figure it out. <laughs> Yeah. I can get my fiance too. Twisted steel. Like I'm picturing like Silver Surfer with like a like a samurai head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, talking about him on Twitter this morning. The uh, that the most famous picture of Samurai is the one where he's punching out Bobby Farnham. Yeah. And I was looking. I. Went back in that fight uh, to watch the fight, and he just ragdolled that motherfucker. Like he he was mean with him. And I found another one. They fought again in the AHL about a month later. I think it was almost exactly a month later. And Sam Moran crushed somebody behind the net, and Farnham comes down. Moran throws one or two punches, grabs him, and like suplexes him over. It looked like fucking Brock Lesnar out there tearing this guy apart. Yeah. And uh, and then I. Looked up when the picture was from. It was from the 2017 preseason, which means I own that jersey that's in that picture when he's punched that's up awesome. Bobby Farnham. It's right there. It's right above my that's, head. That's awesome, dude. So that was that pretty cool. Pretty I thought that was from the – I thought he fought Farnham in 2018. No, it was 2017 when he fought him. So I have that yes. jersey. I've got the jersey he debuted in right over there. And what was the other year from? The white – uh, 2015-16 preseason. 2015 preseason. That was from. Will you wear those in public, or or the, do those stay on the wall now? Those, uh, all three of them are hung up at the moment. Yeah. The game issued one that he would have worn this year. That one's in my regular rotation of wearing at this point. Mm. But it doesn't hold any significant value because it wasn't actually worn by him. But if he can stay healthy, for God's sakes, if he can stay healthy, and if he can put it all together. He'd be tough to play against. 
Oh, absolutely. Can you imagine if they had Sam Rand during this playoff run? This soft-ass team with somebody like Sam Rand out there? Wrecking people? uh, Exactly, and I'm I'm getting to the point where I was listening to NHL Network today in the car a little bit, and they were talking about how Tampa is even better than last year, obviously, because they won, but they, they added guys that are tough to play against, like Goudreau, Coleman, both deadline acquisitions. They they added Maroon in the offseason because he's tough to play against. Uh, Paquette is tough to play against. Uh, Killorn's tough to play against. Palat is tough to play against. Uh, Luke Shen is tough to play against. Do the Flyers have anybody that's tough to play against in the lineup? No. That's my opinion. I forgot that they traded a first-round pick for Barclay Goudreau. And, like, it's funny. They're not until even going to care Stanley about that first-round pick now. They want to go yeah, and understand the cup. Yeah, and I forgot they traded for Blake Coleman too. Did he? Did he do anything? Yeah, he scored yesterday. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. They were really so. focused on that uh, line leading up to it. Uh, we're getting a lot of uh, press that I guess all three of the acquisitions or whatever were uh, on a line together. So, Flyers got to get tougher to play against. Well, speaking of tough, let's uh, two recent signings that I don't think I've touched upon either one on this show yet. Uh, the bane of my existence, Alex Lyon is back for one more year. Yeehaw. Great. Can't <laughs> wait. I hate myself. I hate Alex Lyon, too. But uh, there's your third string <laughs> guy. Why did you just say you hate yourself? Yeah, don't hate yourself. <laughs> don't, don't. I don't want to hear I such... have to watch Alex Lyon play every night with the Phantoms, right? I hate <laughs> myself. That in there. I thought uh, we were talking about Alex up. Lyon. I don't want to hear Dan say such things about himself. I'm a little hey, sidetracked right now. Don't, don't, don't say such things. With, with great flow... <laughs> And great jersey collection and great knowledge. Don't you dare speak such ill of yourself. What the <laughs> hell's getting crying we, a little bit? I uh, got a jersey back from the Wells Fargo Center Day a couple months ago. During <laughs> the, I didn't buy uh, many jerseys during the pandemic, but I did. Somebody had a dead stock of blank Reebok jerseys. So I bought about two dozen of it at a real good price. And I've uh, been slowly but surely getting them customized. And got a Michael Raffle one done. And I opened it. It's been up there for about two months. I believe I sent it like the 5th of August. So it's just a couple days shy of two months that it's been at the Wells Fargo Center. And I opened it up, pulled it out of the bag. Number 21, Michael Raffle. <laughs> I saw the bit. Son of a bitch. On the 12 on the sleeves. That's what I said. There's 12 on the sleeves. They didn't even fuck it up entirely. So I don't know how you do that. But So I email the Wells Fargo Center guy, which is always a gamble. Sometimes those people get back to you within two hours. Sometimes you have to send them two or three emails over the course of like a month before they ever respond. Luckily, this guy got back to me you know, within an hour or so. And he goes, oh, yeah, I, I let my department know. I'll send you, uh, you know, a thing to return, a return slip, a return label. All right, fine. So I got the return label. Fuck, first of all, it's fucking UPS that I have to go down to. So now I have to make time in my next few days to go to Quakertown to the UPS store so I can drop it off. And, like, how do you have 12 on the sleeves and not 21? They're, they're going to strip, my guess is they're probably going to strip the jersey and make it 12. But it's going to look like utter shit, even if they professionally strip it, which I've had jerseys done before. I've worked with people that do that. And, like, no matter how good you are, you're always going to be able to tell that the numbers were there. So you're going to be able to see the two where the one was supposed to. It's going to drive me nuts. It's going to look like shit. They probably fired the uh, the regular number guy, and they're using, like, the concession stand guy. <laughs> Must have COVID, been. You know? I, I don't know on... how they uh, screw something but like that up. But I hope it would have noticed. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll have to send that down and wait another two months for him to strip it and send it back. But I was I was. They're not going to accommodate that. you in any way for that? They're, they're gonna pay, I guess they're going to pay for the return shipping, but that still sucks. That's Yeah, that's pretty much all they're doing. 
Now I'd, I'd be like, dude, how about time. I keep this and you send me a brand new jersey? Like, you know, because I was thinking, I'm like, let off. me keep this. I don't even necessarily want jersey. Give me like 50 bucks back for the custom work. <laughs> then I can move on with my life. Like, I don't yeah. know. I can't sell it. Who the hell's going to want a number 21 Michael Raffle jersey? It's just going to have to be one I, that I. I kind of wanted it. Like, you know, because <laughs> it's put funny. It on a, it's in, like, I'll put it on eBay for you there, Jim. Like, it's 12 if you stand upside down. <laughs> <sighs> I was so angry because it's going to take forever to get it back. So yeah, that's upsetting. This yeah, that funny. was that was frustrating, and it's gonna look bad. The, the custom work is just—it's gonna be. So that's uh, yeah, that one, that one I... got my day. Where was I even start? How was I? How did we get on this topic? Anyway, signings. Uh, Alex Lyon, and then you're gonna announce another signing they made. Ah, Alex Lyon. I hate Alex Lyon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but listen, theoretically, they needed a third string guy, at least in the short term. My guess is Uzminko gets the upper hand if there's an AHL season. Sandstrom will probably get the call eventually. Uh, they can probably do what they did this season, which was sign Jeff Berube, who's the worst goaltender I've ever seen, <laughs> and then trade him at the deadline. You know, they can do it with Lyon. Have Lyon and Uzminko trade Lyon to the deadline or, or you know, let his contract expire or whatever, and then call Sandstrom up and have Uzminko Sandstrom next year under their belt, which is... I would assume the way they go there, they need somebody in the short term to play third strings. You can't trust Usminko or Sandstrom if the injuries mount to it. Fine, whatever. We'll talk about backup goalies in a minute. Robert Haig also extended two years, $1.6 million per, which is a great little deal there for Robert Haig. I thought he would at least hit the $2 million mark, if not, you know, a little more. So two years at $1.6 is absolutely fine. And that means that we may have seen the last of Shane Goss' bear in Philadelphia. Yay! Which we'll talk yeah, about him in a minute, too, with these trade yeah, scenarios. Yeah, let's talk about that in a minute. What do you want to do, the goalies first? Yeah, I wrote an article today about Henrik Lundqvist being the Flyers' backup goalie. <laughs> Seems like his time is done with the Rangers. And there was a lot of split opinions on that one. There were a lot of people that... And, they didn't really want... They caught him cooked. Somebody called him cooked. And I would have agreed before I started researching that piece. Because a lot of the stuff that I heard, without looking up his numbers, a lot of the stuff that I heard going into it was, oh, he's old, he's washed up, he played really bad. But he played really bad for Henrik Lundqvist standards. Which is, yeah. you know, very, very good. His numbers were slightly better than Brian Elliott's were this year in the same amount of games. Elliott played 30 games, Lundqvist played 31. Their numbers were pretty much identical, leading uh, slightly in Lundqvist's favor because he saw like 100 more shots in one more game or something. But uh, I like the idea. If nothing more than it's a lateral move from Elliott and Henrik Lundqvist is one of the greatest of all time that you get to let Carter Hart sit under his learning tree for a year. That alone should be worth it. Who better to teach somebody like Carter Hart how to be the GOAT than the GOAT himself? Right? And he's incredibly handsome. Yes. He's very good looking. Very, very attractive man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's my thing after hearing what you just said here, because originally I'm like, yeah, you know, Henrik would be nice, but, you know, somebody wants to go out and say Hank's broken down, but they'll be the same guy advocating to bring down Brian bring brian elliott back right that was the it's thing. Like, he, was, he was advocating for elliott to come back and i'm like well, how can you make the argument that lundquist is old and broken down when brian elliott is old and broken down like and let me just know. say like elliott's 
played the best he's played since he's been with the Flyers the last year or so, you know? So it's like broken down King Henrik is better than Brian Elliott at his best. Yes. You know, I I would imagine. So I think what I read about Lundquist is he, he wants to stay close to home because his kid is in school still. Right. Yeah. Uh, So I'm assuming that's going to matter in his decision. It sounds like he wants to just finish out in New York until possibly the trade deadline. Uh, but if he is moved, he's probably going to go somewhere to like an East Coast team. Like, I don't know, maybe the Flyers. Maybe, uh, I, I don't know what's going on with the Islanders. I think Varlamov's under contract for another year. I don't want, I mean, I don't want to speculate, out, but more than likely. Yeah, there you go. So if, if he does, if he goes go to, the to another team, so yeah, it'll be somewhere close. I, I did hear, I think he like hates the Devils. Like, I don't think he's, he's definitely not going to the Devils. Well, he's not nearly as good as. Mackenzie Blackwood, who's the greatest thing since fucking Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> yeah, I heard some fan really base. funny things there too, because there, there's a lot of talk that they could take a goalie, and it's like, well, I guess yeah, you're not really that high on Mackenzie they? Blackwood. Then, yeah, <laughs> like the fuck. Mackenzie uh, Blackwood's better than God of Hot. No, he's not. Yeah, not even close. You idiots. He's really not. Yeah, that's funny. Pavel uh, Zaka's better than Ivan Provorov. <laughs> that whole fan base is. I mean, they're in Jersey. I guess what can you expect, but. You know, so uh, yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. I would, I would love Lundqvist. I would have about forty-five Lundqvist Flyers jerseys after that as well, just for the sake of. I it. could see, I could not? see him playing in Buffalo or something. But yeah, maybe the Flyers. I mean, it would be. Why cool. in his right fucking mind would he go to Buffalo in his last year of his career? <laughs> That's true. He's he gonna look to for win a cup. A That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flyers. Fuck it. Flyers. Close to home. A great partner in Carter Hart. Potential cup team, if they Could bring Line in, and <laughs> like would... New York fans deserve it for what for what happened. I don't, need, I don't know like... if there's any official word of this or not, but I've talked myself into it to a point where if it doesn't happen, <laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed. So <laughs> it better happen, please, John. I've never asked for anything in this fan base ever. Please just give me Henrik Lundqvist. Hit the nail on the head, though. What? I'm saying you hit the nail on the head. It's a great goalie to learn uh, for Harder, Carter Hart to learn from. Yeah. I know he's buddy buddy with Elliot, but like, come on, he's Henrik Lundqvist. Oh, the, this the, way the when social like, media outrage would be crazy. Oh, and I would love it. Go ahead, Jim. Sorry. Ah, it's like when when Hart's pitching a shutout and they go to like you know pan the goalie on the bench. You just get to stare into uh, Henrik's extremely blue eyes instead of oh. you know that that Elliot mug. Win win. So it's like win win win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the ghost trade before things get weird. Robert Haig is back. Oh, wait, that didn't even about? happen yet. Yeah. I I like the deal. 1.6 mil, like I said, is a little less than what I thought he was going to get. Two years at 1.6 doesn't hurt the cap in the flat salary era that we're in now. He's a perfectly fine dude. They relied upon heavy. Analytics Twitter hates him. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, that checks all the boxes. Yeah. Analytics Twitter hates you. You're probably good. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a, a team-friendly uh, contract. He's getting paid to do third-pair minutes, and he yeah. does it well. So what do you? What's everyone get so upset about? He's not getting like Andrew McDonald money to be a complete traffic cone out there. I was gonna, I was gonna take a screenshot of like uh, a weather map of the United States and be like, according to my heat maps, uh, Robert Haig does <laughs> fine, and put it on Twitter and tag all those schmoes that. Uh, Ride the analytics train. Yeah, in effective math, put another one of his uh, heat maps out about uh, Robert Haig and how bad he is, and he should thank Carter Hart. But this is the same guy that told me 
Ivan Provar was bad last year. So not the most reputable when it comes to that kind of stuff. But part of me thinks he just makes his own little things. Like he opens up Microsoft Paint. It's like a war shark kinda... test. Just kind of like <laughs> Yeah. And he just colorizes yeah, that a little looks bit. Like uh I don't know, you know. I don't even know what those mean. That's something I should have asked Mike Kelly when we had him on last week. What the hell are heat maps? Because I even tried to read them, and I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> I forgot which one I was looking at. Was it Connect Me or something the other day? Somebody had that up, and I, was trying, I just don't, I don't understand heat maps at all. It's stupid. But uh, yeah, he's back, and that uh, leads just to Mr. Shane Goss' bear. Who I, put, I put out a whole piece on Monday about the defense and different options they could take. No shit. Two hours after I put that out, they resigned. <laughs> they resigned Hague, and all the ghost rumors popped up. I'm like son of a bitch. Of course, I write a two thousand word article on this stuff, and then just immediately becomes irrelevant. But um, <laughs> two thousand words. Oh my god. Yeah, I think it was a uh, eighteen or nineteen actually. But it I still like sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would assume this means Gossip Bear's gone. Thank. The Lord above. There's been... Oh, this is going to get my, my dander up here, but... Like... The, What's a dander? You know, dander. Like... Is like, like your, the nickname for your cock? <laughs> Old Danny Dander's coming to town. <laughs> this is really going to get my dander up. I'm like... Uh, yeah. it, it's a saying, Jim. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Gander. Is it Gander. What's goose for the good know. and gander goose is good? I'm going to Google dander now. It's just a picture of Dan's cock's going to come up, I bet. <laughs> dander. Meaning. <laughs> Maybe if I plug that into... Uh... Get my dander up meaning. There it is. Urban Dictionary. To lose one's temper or become aroused in some form of action. Oh. Well. I lost my temper. Haven't gotten <laughs> aroused yet. We already talked about Samurai today. But, uh, okay, yeah, the that's hell are we talking about? Shane Goss's bear? Yeah. Trading yeah. Goss's bear. The, the fan base is convinced he's still an elite 65 point defenseman despite that season happening three years ago and he's been an absolute dumpster fire since. Can I just say something? It almost felt like Chuck Fletcher was trolling a little bit. Did you see his quote? Something about he had, sell you, the, the, the 60 point players don't come up every day or something like that. Hey, here it is. I got it right here. So Fletcher said Ghost didn't feel right physically for much of the season, was skating much better after surgeries, and had a pop back in his game. Quote, there aren't many 27-year-old D-men in the league that have that have had 60 point seasons per Chuck Fletcher. And I dude, I was crying. I laughed so hard. I'm like, is he fucking joking or what? Because that's the only thing you got from Shane Gossespear. That's all you got. He must have a burner account because that's like word for word what these people say. Dude, I died. I I left. I couldn't believe he said it because that's the only argument people have for this guy. Once upon that was that was. uh, Let's see if I can find that tweet because that that reminded me of what the hell I was going at with this uh, Gossespear thing. The. uh, There we go. The amount of fans that don't want to trade. Shane Gossiper is absolutely baffling. What is it about this guy that folks are still enamored by? And I went back and forth with probably about a dozen different people or so. And they all gave me different variations of what they were saying. But it all was essentially the same thing. And that is, once upon a time, this guy had 65 points. And he was a guy who everybody liked. 
but, you know, but injuries and coaches hating him and he's treated unfairly and blah, 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 have all stopped him and he can still hit that level because for some reason one good year, now three years ago, is the norm and not the outlier. And I just don't get it. Even if Shane Gossesberg were to magically pop back into his 17-18 form, he's your number five guy at absolute best right now. (laughs) Maybe number four if Niskanen, if you want to consider Niskanen your number five, but he's not your top guy. He's not even close. So what's the issue here? I don't get it. Why? One good season three years ago. And they're enamored by this guy. And it drives me nuts. Dude, he lost a step. He legit lost a step. Uh, I I think I was listening. I I think I heard this on Jack and Steve's show. They had Russ Cohen on. And he had mentioned that he was he was talking about Sam Girard, the defenseman yeah. for the Colorado Avalanche, right? And now he's playing at only 155 pounds, but he's Jesus beating to Christ. he's yeah. Oh so he's <laughs> but he How can play at he? this level. Ah, dude, he's like regular height, five nine, five ten, I think. Sam. Uh, but the point is, he's able to play at that weight because he's beating people to pucks, right? Whereas Ghost, who I think they were comparing him to Ghost or something along the way, you have to listen to the episode, but. Ghost used to beat people to pucks. What a cheap plug. Now, so now we can use this as an excuse, saying he's had surgeries, his knees are bad. Bottom line, though, he's not beating people to pucks anymore. And if he's not scoring goals and he's not beating people to pucks, he's not good at defense. And he's not taking Travis Sanheim's spot on that second pairing. Or or Ivan Provorov's. And... You know, what the, What we've seen, you know, Fletcher and Vigneault prefer is to have a left-handed D and a right-handed D on each pair. Yeah. So they just re-signed Robert Haig. Shane Gosser spares the odd man out. And so now it's like... There's something okay. Manny said. I don't know if he ever said it on the show, but I know he said it on Twitter. Uh, people like Shane Gosses Bear because he has offensive potential, despite the fact that he's really bad defensively. But those same people hate Patrick Laine because he's got offensive potential, but is bad defensively. And when he said that, it's like, son of a bitch, he's right. You know? Like, when I think about it, that the people that I see against Laine the most, and we'll get to him in a minute, don't worry. But the people that I see against him the most are the same people that are convinced that there's something left in Shane Goss's bear. And I just don't get it. I don't get it. Five goals, 12 points, and 42 games this year. I believe he was outscored by every other regular defenseman on the team, including Braun and Haig. Uh, he had uh, 37 points, nine goals, 78 games last year. And then 17-18 was his uh, big year, 65 points. He scored 17 goals in 15-16 his rookie year before he was figured out which lasted, you know, 30 games or so. And then everybody realized who he was, and now he's just a dude. And even if you want to say fix him for the power play, I pulled up some stats with somebody else there that actually shocked me. i got to pull him up here. How little power play production the guys actually had. Uh, Power play, where is it? He's had five power play goals in in his last 102 games. 
terrible. All of this year and all of last year, five power play goals. Yeah, but his Corsi's probably very good. His Corsi's <laughs> through the fucking roof. But and, and again, that's what they fall back on, I guess. Is no, but Daniel is Corsi. <laughs> but uh, he means production... to score a lot, but he just doesn't. He he he. <laughs> yeah, he means to score. <laughs> that's what Corsi basically yes. is. Corsi is shots in the general direction of the net. And that's certainly something Shane Gossesbeer does. When he's on the point, he takes a shot and hits the defenseman two feet in front of him. Or he pulls the old Jeff Carter ten feet wide of the net. Yeah, that's good Corsi, all right. But what's it doing for your fucking team? Nothing. Power play assists. He's had 14 power play assists in the same 102 games. Five power play goals. 14 power play assists in two seasons. And I brought that up with somebody, and they go, Well, yeah, but he wasn't given the best opportunities. <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you want here? You just... What? <laughs> what? He's on the power play. That's the opportunity. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I just, like, I went back and forth with those people and was so angry by the time I was done yesterday. It's like, God, what... People are very loyal to mediocre players on this team for no extent. And that brings us to the Patrick Laine trade. Our old friend, Mr. Dan Silver, suggested a trade. And this is news for Nick, so he's going to hear this live because he didn't yes. want to be spoiled. He yeah. suggested Nolan Patrick, Travis Konechny, Shane Goss's Bear, and a first. And I thought, you know what? I'd do that in a heartbeat. For, now, for Laine straight up. Line A and for a nice will go the other way. Yeah, I would do that too. Patrick, TK, Ghost, and a first for Line A. And I thought, yeah. yes, I'd do that in a heartbeat. And this is one of those things. I have my phone here so I can read this tweet, and it's horrible feedback on my microphone, so I apologize, everybody. But uh, he's going, and, and there's, <laughs> there's like 100 people arguing with the guy. And of course, and this is the interesting one, because all three of those players, Patrick, TK, and Ghost, are the buzzwords for the fans are the ones that people don't want to move for whatever reason. And Patrick has been linked to Winnipeg pretty much all summer thus far. For whatever reason, Winnipeg seems interested in the kid. But there's no way you can put too much value in him. you know. But this fan base, parts of this fan base do. They think, oh, he's going to have a perfectly fine, above-average, full NHL career in front of him. Which seems untrue at this point as of last update he's living life pretty much perfect uh but he's still not clear for contact so at the end of the day that doesn't matter connect is a guy we've talked about a lot of this show and people get angry every single time we bring him up but tk is a perfectly fine second line right winger but there are a lot better players out there patrick line being one of them and shane goss bear another one again we as we just talked about He's 50-50 with the fan base. Some people stink that uh, some people think that he's still he stinks is what I'm trying to say. Think that he's uh you know still worth it. So that trade got a lot of heat. But at the end of the day, if Winnipeg wants Patrick and they want to you know see this through with him, Konechny replaces Liney in the short term. Shane Goss's bear helps them defensively. A first round pick helps them eat whatever they need to eat. And you know Nolan Patrick is their highlight of the trade essentially. I do that in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. It's one of the more realistic trades I've seen for Liney. And I think it's one of those things. There's always multiple variations of trades when it comes to suggestions, right? You have the people that play NHL 20 and that's all they know, which is 
Gossip Bear, JVR, Misha Robiev's rights, and a first-round pick, right? Nothing substantial whatsoever. Nothing that makes any sense at all. Then you have the people that see Patrick Laine, and they want to trade Frost, Konechny, Farabee, you know, the fucking beyond King's Ransom for somebody like Laine. You have the more realistic trades like this in the Patrick Konechny ghost in a first, and you have what's really going to happen, which is going to be line A for Adam Larson or something, right? In reality, that is just total bullshit. Because <laughs> real trades are dumb. But I think as far as trade scenarios go, this is one that makes a ton of sense, and I would do in a heartbeat. It just better be real. I like it, and you touched on it. Uh, Winnipeg needs defenders, so that makes sense for them. Uh, and then getting rid of Ghost, you really, well, again, the Flyers are trying to alleviate some cap space because you have to pay Hart next summer. And who else do they have to pay next year? Myers? Next uh, year? Myers is this summer. This summer, that's right. Next I think season. it's Sanheim and Hart next year. Sanheim, Hart, Niskanen, Raffle, and Lawton next summer. All right. So that gives you some uh, some flexibility. And the Flyers need a goal score. We've been saying that for five years. They need a bona fide goal score. I don't fucking care if you don't play a hundred and whatever feet it is. I can't think now. To if you put thirty to forty goals a year, because they fucking 69. need that. Thanks, six. Thank you. Nice. Sixty-nine. Uh, <laughs> so twenty-four goals led the Flyers this year, and that's unacceptable. And that twenty-four goal score didn't score any in the playoffs. So oh, the Rangers are buying out Lundqvist on Wednesday. Get out of here. Yes! Breaking He's news. He's coming to Philly! <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get Stop him. It. Rick Carpiniello, retweeted by Charlie O'Connor. Now confirmed, Rangers will buy out Henrik Lundqvist Wednesday. Yes! He's coming home to Philadelphia. <laughs> Everyone listening is either like, Dan, can you stop? Or they're like you right now. Like, oh my God, we're going to get Henrik. <laughs> They can get their Brzezgalov jerseys uh, replated with a new name. There you go. (laughs) Wait, Dave, can you actually just plate one of your jerseys as Lundqvist already? (laughs) Like, you have 24 of them. How many Brzezgalov jerseys do you have? (laughs) I have two two Brzezgalov jerseys. There you go. One of them can be replated to uh, Lundqvist when he signs here. Yeah. But just just get Hank on it, though. Ow. Hank. <laughs> that would uh, be thing, man. I would, I would want that just to see Rangers fans cry. Oh like, man, when I put out the, when I put out my edit last weekend of uh, Lundqvist in a Flyers jersey, boy, Rangers fans were angry at me. They were very, they were very upset. <laughs> they were very upset with the, the Flyer fan. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't stirred that much shit on Twitter in a long time. It's fucking funny. Yeah, it was great. Would you sign Bobby Ryan to a team-friendly contract? No. That's the thing, too, is if they do trade for Line A... You already got Ami Cabell. I just don't see... It's not that I don't want Bobby Ryan, because I think that'd be a cool story. And if he was making 2 or $3 million a year, nobody would care. He's a perfectly fine depth guy, I think, When you know now that he seems like he's in his right mind. So I wouldn't mind it, but I just don't see a place for him on the roster, unfortunately. But why don't we just go sign Ryan keep JVR and bring home Johnny Gaudreau as well. And we'll just have a New Jersey line on our hands. Ooh. Who plays center? It doesn't matter. doesn't they're, matter. They're no. just going to yell and cut you off on the rush like they do in traffic and uh, use a lot of hand gestures and, and <laughs> do whatever it is 
New Jerseyans do on a regular basis. Yeah. Right, Jim? Best, probably the best looking line in the NHL, for sure. Ottawa now has to actually spend <laughs> money to reach the floor, right? I believe so, yeah. Well, they brought, yeah, they do, yeah. Maybe uh, they'll take some of our scraps speaking stupidly, Somebody but maybe they'll. said, uh, and I think they're absolutely right. They said if they're buying out Bobby Ryan, there's a good chance they don't want JVR. And I'm like, yeah, they're probably right on that one. Uh, I think I JVR is ghost a, up there. much better. Yeah, what about Ghost? Yeah, it's possible. JVR is a much better player than Bobby Ryan. Um, but, you know, if you're <laughs> buying right. out one shitty contract, you're not going to take another shitty contract on. So, yeah. The Senators have seven picks in the first... 50 picks of the NHL draft. I think they have three first round and four second round. So I'm not saying the Flyers should get a second round pick for Ghost, but hey, maybe a team like Ottawa feels like they have, you know, some money to spend, some draft capital to spend. Maybe they go, hey, what's a late second round pick for Shane Gossespear? Would you guys be okay with that? Yes. 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 So, yes. Yeah, so would I. I would think that they, you know, right you now can't getting rid of that, that cap is operative. I don't think you're going to yeah. find any solid return at all um and people are going to be furious when they trade him for like a mid-round pick <laughs> but that's at the end I of the day too. you know getting rid of the cap should be key here there are far more important fish to fry uh than than uh, I should goes. mention the flyers don't have a third round pick so if they want to add a pick it might be a second or third you know maybe ghost is the guy that's moved for it you know I think if they don't make a bigger deal like we were just talking about for line A, where you can throw in a guy like Ghost, because let's, let's face it, 4.5 for a defenseman that could potentially do, you know, put up some offensive numbers, whether it be on the power play one, two, you know, place. I think in the I right scenario, he could be fine. You could put something over the top, when, yeah. When and, the uh, Red Wings acquired Stahl the other day, I was very, uh, I was like, damn it! <laughs> that should have been Shane Gossesbeer, because I think somebody like Ghost in a situation in Detroit where he's surrounded by young, good players, and he would be essentially their top guy by default, I think that would be a good scenario for somebody like him. That would give him the absolute best chance to succeed. You know, mm-hmm. if he could ever touches 65 points again, it's going to be in a situation where he's relied upon, not in a situation a where he's your f- number five guy who's not seeing any power play time and just isn't very good at all, you know? So... Well, I feel like even the Red Wings too. I'm sorry. Is, is Stahl's got? He's only has that one year left, so it's five point two or five point seven, whatever, and it comes right at all. Yeah. He's it a goes... veteran they can learn from. He can guide the youth, the youths. I don't know. Yeah, if maybe he want... signs back for cheap. I don't know if I want my players learning from Mark Stahl. <laughs> um, and Gossesberry, you keep saying fifth guy. That's like when he's playing good. That's a, yes. That is absolute, uh, his absolute peak. More realistic. More realistically, he's probably your seventh guy. Yeah, he. Did you see those tweets I found from three years ago hating on them? No. <laughs> I think I tagged you guys in it. See, I've been on that fucking train for years. I don't I don't like Ghost. <laughs> he's he's not good at defense, which is his position he's listed under. Uh, we've, I've been banging that drum since you had me on, which is now 10 months ago. You first had me on. So uh, I've been banging that drum for a long time that Ghost Despair is not a good defenseman. But that's why Ghost is uh, Ghost. That's why uh, probably Fletcher's like, "Hey, look at this twenty-seven-year-old sixty-point guy." You can't go, "Hey, this guy sucks." Want him? I get God, it. I'm reading. Sell high. Replies to Dan Silver's tweet, and these fucking fans are so stupid. You know what bothered me on there the most? 
is because all I did, I think it was last week or the week before, I put out that poll about Sanheim, like make or break season this year coming up or whatever. And maybe make or break was the wrong term. He's the golden boy. You can't talk bad about Sanheim. So I meant it in the sense that this is kind of like a put up or shut up year yes. for Travis it's Sanheim. It's time to rise to the fucking occasion and show something. Start right, falling down every time somebody comes your way. Right. This has got to be the, if you're not going to turn it on in a contract year, it's not coming on. I don't right. think, you know, if you're not playing for money, then what the fuck are you playing for? Like, you know, that's, I mean, that should be like the last thing I, I believe that motivates you. But as an athlete, it's probably the you first pull thing. You got to the old Jig Voracek. The only good seasons you have are in contract years. Then you're going to have seen right. money for it for a long time and then you go back to being mediocre. Right. So if you if like your dick doesn't get hard in a contract year, it ain't it's never you know right. what I mean? You're not getting hard. So for me it's like I need to see it or we might need to move on from Travis Sanheim cuz I'm afraid he's going to become another ghost. You know what I mean? So I mentioned that and I'm seeing down in in the chat there. Yeah, well, we could sub I think Dan had something to say about me trading Sanheim last week or something like, "Oh, yeah, what do you mean by the make or break?" I remember he was Yeah, me neither. And so I one of those guys yeah, you look down in the tweet, and he's like, well, yeah, we could sub Sanheim in for TK. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, you can't, because he's you, you need him, I thought. Like, come on. By the way, I wouldn't put Sanheim in that deal. You can't move 2D. You can't move Sanheim and Ghost. You can't move 2D. I just don't like it. You need to keep at least one of them. He had enough they're puck, there. They're, at the very least, they're puck movers, and you need them in this league. You got, you, know? you got more than enough defensemen where I'd be totally fine getting rid of Goss's Bear and Sanheim. At the same time, though? Yeah. Goss's Bear if I could. your seventh guy and Travis Sanheim's a big ass. So, yeah, well, so who, who comes up and plays on that second pair with, uh, I don't know, let's say Myers or Niskanen? Six foot seven of Twisted Steel, Sam Moran. That's you got Ivan Provov and Niskanen. <laughs> You'd have Myers, Haig, Friedman, and Moran. So you could fill out a roster. You got Zamula in the wings, and who's that other kid? York, but he's gonna have one more college year before he makes a jump. Yeah, Zamula too. I think Zamula is a right-handed shot. There's a lot of talk about eventually pairing him up with Provorov or whatever. Uh, Zamula's a lefty. Oh, is he lefty? Yeah. See, that's interesting. Now it gets a little interesting. If Zamula has a year and Sanheim doesn't this year. Things could get interesting. Well, see, that's the other thing with this the people that are are overvaluing Sandheim. There's so many like if you want to argue with me that we need Konechny because there's no help at forward. Fine. You got nobody coming up in the system that, that gets me hard, as Jim likes to say. That's fine. <laughs> but as far as defense goes, Zamula's here now, who could at least play on your third pair. And you got York coming up more likely next year. Who can make the jump? You got Wyatt Wiley down there. Linus Hogberg, who can both, you know, I think they're going to have at least a year of uh, uh, AHL time under their belt. But, like, you got enough bodies on the blue line where I don't think somebody like Sanheim is your make or break guy. This is not like if Sanheim was your only guy, your only defenseman, you know, in the system and coming up and you needed this guy to succeed, like, fine, that's one thing. But Sanheim should be moved now before he turns into a Gostas bear and you sign him to a long-term deal and you realize that he's nothing special. Yeah, I hear that. But then it's like, if I'm looking at a defense core with Provorov, Niskanen, Haig, uh, Haig uh, Myers, and uh, we said Friedman, Moran, and who's the one guy I'm leaving out? Am I leaving somebody out? 
Uh, I don't feel comfortable with that. Like I, it's not don't ideal. Wrong. Don't go, going yeah. in there and getting rid of your, you know, one of your second pair guys right now is an ideal. Yeah. But you can always go after somebody else. You clear it yeah. up. Fuck, almost eight million dollars in cap between Gossesper and San. Uh, Gossesper, yeah, Gossesper yeah. and Sanheim there. You see, Tori Krug wants like six years at six and a half or something like that. I would How do that in a goddamn he? heartbeat. Is he like twenty nine? Yeah, he's old, but uh, that is not nearly the uh, yeah, AAV I was expecting him to want there. So, God, these responses are just Jesus God. Christ. Why not throw in Provorov too? <laughs> <laughs> what a jacket! <sighs> it's really not that much, though. Like, what are you losing with Patrick? He hasn't played in a fucking year, right? And the first round pick, you don't know who it is. It's unknown. If a team Connect- wants Nolan Patrick, you gotta move on that. You can't. You can't go into another year hoping that he comes back at all, let alone plays any kind of meaningful time. You know, can you imagine if the Flyers didn't sign Kevin Hayes last summer? How screwed they would have been down the middle. And they, they still been... don't have a three C. You know, and they resorted to Patrick. Uh, uh, not Patrick. They resorted to Grant and Thompson, and we saw how that turned out. It was a goddamn disaster. You know, a three C should be pretty high on their wish list this summer, even before somebody like Line. So you just can't rely. He's still not cleared. If they told me like today. Nolan Patrick's cleared, and there's a chance he comes back and he's fine. Like, I'd be a little more open to it, but he's still not cleared, <laughs> okay? It's the end of September. The, the-, the season theoretically starts in the beginning of December. You know, what's two more months at this point? When he's already been out for like, 15 regular, and counting. If it was a regular season, he would have been through an entire year without being Last cleared Last June, he was diagnosed. Yeah, this is the thing. If this it's was a regular legit. year, he'd be missed training camp. The yeah, season should be starting up in another week. That's a problem. <sighs> I don't know it's, why people are so okay with this. Like everyone's kind of like, oh, let's see. Hopefully, he's I okay. put out a like, tweet this morning. The 2020 Flyers fans are the only fans I in any sport ever that actively argue against making their team better. <laughs> like. As somebody that grew up a Flyers fan, I survived the Clark. You guys are older than I am, like like twenty years or whatever. But you know, <laughs> you know, I survived the Clark era. I survived Holmgren. Fans always wanted to get better. They would have not dealt for this horseshit ten years ago. You know? Goddamn right. Like Ron Hextall, people drink the Ron Hextall Kool Aid, and they still are. They're they're totally, totally, totally afraid to trade one of these players that they drafted. I don't want to trade a draft pick for a 35-year-old. Like, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Make a move! To think that there's nobody better out there. They would rather ride and die with this current team than they would go out there and pick up a Patrick Lyonet, a potential 40-goal scorer, because they're fucking rock hard over somebody like Travis Konechny for some reason, because he says funny shit. Travis Konechny was not tough to play against at all during this playoff bubble. And, hey, he uh, scored a whopping zero goals. You watch a whole player. zero. And then uh, people want to drink the Hextall Kool-Aid, but we're fucking strapped to one of his contracts he fucking left behind in JVR. And Fuck Shane off. Goss is <laughs> And my old ass can confirm, not 
It would not stand for just sitting no. on the hands. That fucking the salary cap. Can you imagine blockers. after 2006 if Pon- uh, Holmgren's just like, yeah, this is fine. That, yeah, Who cares? Never, see, we don't need Danny Briere. We're fine with, you know, this bullshit we got here. Ah, yeah. Who needs them? I'll use half-dead Peter Forsberg for one more year. That's right. You, you kind of miss Ed Snyder because he didn't. He would have not uh, let Hextall sit on his hands for as long as he did. Yeah. But you kind of had to get out from under Hex. Uh, Holmgren left the team a mess. He kind of had to get out from under that mess first. By the time Holmgren's days were over, he screwed that team up royally. There's no, so there's bad. no defending his last two or three years there. But God, that was another conversation I had this weekend. Somebody said that Paul Holmgren did not play a part in the 2010 team. I saw that. Oh my God! And I was like. What? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ah, oh, Jesus no, Christ. dude, use your cough button. I didn't actually end up buying one. Cough right into the mic, man. I turned my head away. <laughs> I used mine. Did you see me go on mute? No, I'm not watching you, Jim. <laughs> oh, I coughed. <laughs> then you're sitting in the dark. These goddamn shadows that are still on your face. Hard to, uh... Yeah, for real? No. Oh, there. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I used my mute button. I coughed. Congratulate! Nice I used it a couple dude. times, but I, I'm in the middle of I, my 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 dander's up now, so now I'm all. Uh... <laughs> it's six to midnight. Yeah. Like gossip bear stuff. God, I just don't get it. Why? Why are we so against making improvements? Why? Because the people are because people are afraid. That's why they don't want to give up too much. But who? This team is deep. <laughs> you yeah. got defensemen for days. You got. As many depth forwards as one fucker can handle. You know, the AHL's filled with players that aren't going to be anything special. Trade a couple of them. You got a couple forwards here like Konechny, who is perfectly fine. Nobody come at me with pitchforks on Twitter tomorrow. But there are better people. Yeah. Did the Tampa Bay Lightning get attached to players and picks? Did uh, the St. Louis Blues get attached to players and picks? You think the Blues are missing Frost and Farabee right now? No. No, because they've got a fucking Stanley Cup. Yeah, do you think the Pittsburgh Penguins missed the players and draft picks they got rid of to get their back-to-backs? No. You have to make moves eventually. You have to. Ugh. Yeah, one's coming. My eyes are rolling. I back think something's going to happen. Head. Fletcher, every time Fletcher... I had said something today where he was very coy about it, but he's been very coy pretty much during every interview, but I, I think something happens, especially with this Hague signing. That was the whole point of the article I wrote on Monday was like, there were so many different options they could have taken. And, you know, whether they kept Haig or, or traded Ghost. Now they kept Haig. I would assume Ghost is gone. You can't pay your seventh defenseman four and a half million dollars. You got to no. You can't wait another year of Gossesburg being shit and then try and move that contract. Okay? You're going to get even less for them than this year. It's going to be mm-hmm. even worse next summer. Especially with another year of the flat cap. Will you guys feel let down if Ghost isn't moved? Yes. yes. Like, it kind of feels like Christmas for me. Like, you know it's kind of common, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting for him to get dealt away. I'm going to yeah, wake like, up, I'm, go down there on Christmas actually... morning, and somebody took a shit in my stocking. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I actually am excited because I'm like, oh, my God, it's finally here. Like, we're going to see it happen. And, like, there's so many, there's so many reasons why I want to see him get traded, you know, not just for Twitter, but... Like, I, I want to see what they I get mean, back. From a team I perspective, see, like, trust me, I want Gosses Bear gone from a team perspective, but I can't wait for the Twitter meltdown. Oh, okay, <laughs> oh I'm getting wait. giddy just thinking about it. Yeah, so all those reasons. And then, 
like if it doesn't happen, I'm just going to be like, well, okay, I guess he's an okay sixth pair or third pairing guy. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the writing's on the wall. Like, it no, can't it, it not happen. No. So I, I'm excited. It's finally here after three. Especially three since they re-signed Friedman, you would assume he's their seventh guy. I would think so too. Yeah. Gus's bear is just flat out the odd man out at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you figure they want to move over Hague and Friedman's left-handed shot as well, right? Left-handed D. I believe so, yeah. So you figure those two guys are going to rotate. Either they bring Braun back very cheaply or they go out and get another guy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, don't, I, I would highly doubt Braun's coming back at this point. But Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an exciting offseason, especially because right now the Flyers, you could hang this in the Wells Fargo Center, the Flyers are the smartest team in the city right now. <laughs> That's not saying a lot these days. <laughs> no, no, but like at least we have that, and we have an exciting offseason to look forward to. The other three big teams are dumb. And that's pretty much the simplest way to put it. Yeah. You know what else is interesting? I feel like any move that we've been saying, okay, Chuck, like make this move, he ends up doing it. Like he shored up the defense last year. He brought in two uh, mature, consistent defense in Braun and Niskanen. He went out and got a second line center in Kevin Hayes, right? Remember when we wanted that all last all, all, all year? We just wanted a second line center. Uh, and now it's kind of like all that's missing from this team is a sniper. Please, for the love of God, go get a sniper. I think that's what he does. I think he goes out and he gets the guy. Like whether it's like, a sniper or a legit three C or or something. I, I don't think he doesn't do anything. Yeah, I think put the chips in, man. Yeah. Like the, you got the team. You want to win for Drew Voracek? Like you want him to come back with some juice next year? Show him that you want to win a fucking cup. Go get the missing piece. Like, what better way can you tell them, hey, guys, this is it. If you don't do it next year, this is it for you. Right? Jeru's only got, what, two years left? Yep. Yeah. And that's it. He, I don't think he comes back. Really don't. So this is it for him, the last two years. So you want to show your guys that you're serious about winning a cup, you go get a guy that knows how to put the puck in the net, Patrick Let's Ryan. Let's go. Sure. You don't that's think Jeru's coming back? Man, what a hot take nah, that I is. I mean, very cheaply He's for a third-line guy, but. Yeah, but he'll get a three, four year deal at three, four. You think three by three? Like, probably. well, I guess it Fletcher depends on how far him. he falls off between now and then. But Fletcher doesn't know him anything, dude. I feel like, and I feel like he is falling for Elaine Vigneault to come out and mention something about him staying in shape as he gets older. I thought that was a big deal. Uh, not saying that there's, and I'm just speculating for my own opinion here. Not saying that there's anything between those two. But if Giroux comes back and the same way, maybe. Like, like he doesn't take care of himself and he kind of flames out as the season goes on. Or These slow starts, I think he was specifically talking about the slow starts for Giroux because he started out slow regular season, started out slow uh, the playoffs and round robin and whatnot. Yep. I, I think he was kind of like, you know, like you need to get your shit together because I want you to start right away next season. We can't, they can't afford slow starts. And I think it starts with the captain. So I don't know if he was giving him like a subliminal message through the media, but he's Giroux, done that I think all Giroux season with people though, with uh, JVR yeah. and Ghost. And I think Giroux responded to that, said something that he usually does take care of himself. He comes in in great shape, um, but he's getting older, so maybe he's got to adjust. Whether you know, I don't know what that is. I would only be assuming, you know, less drinking. I don't know. It is incredibly hot with this jersey on. 
Nick had his uh, Pooh Bear Bruins jersey on, so I brought mine out, and it is it is I'm raging too hard. It's very hot. <laughs> I just got a jersey too. I forgot to wear it actually. I got a Brandon Weekings jersey. You have a name on that one, Nick? No, this one's blank. This is one I got for like ninety bucks though. Remember that, like a few uh, months back. Ilias. Is that the foe? Oh, Samsonov. Sergey Samsonov. Sergey, he was good. Yeah, I enjoyed wow. Him. What? What? Mine's the starter. Yes, I think. It should say it on your left. It'll say it on your left sleeve. Flyers could use a guy like Samsonov. No? Mine says it down here on the sleeve and around. I don't believe. This one's got a fight strap in it. I think it's a. Uh... Ain't got a knockoff. No, that's nah, not a knockoff. I don't buy knockoffs. <laughs> He got a knockoff. It's called NHL Center Ice Authentic Starter. Starter, nice. With a fight strap. I don't think this was game issued, but it's a nice jersey. That is nice. Uh, Not game issued, and I forgot about it. (laughs) That's another thing. It disappoints the shit out of me that there may not be an HL season this year. Or if there is, I won't be able to go to training camp. I've got so many jerseys here that I could get signed. Samula's practice jersey game worn, Wiley's practice jersey game worn. I got a couple uh Sonstrom and Usminko and Matt Strom and all these players here I can get jersey signed, but <sighs> not gonna happen Wait, this year. What do you got? An Everett Everett Silver tip for Wiley? No, I got his uh game worn training camp jersey. Oh, I'm sorry, you said that. Yeah. I've the got Phantoms uh, or Flyers, Flyers, though. Flyers, yeah. I hope they bring the AHL season with fans so the a the angry negative can go I to can't a give fl- an update uh, on, on one of those. I got a call from not my season ticket guy, I guess he was on vacation, but whoever's ever uh handling his while well, he's on out, I got a call on Thursday, last Thursday I think it was, from the guy and he I still had like four or five games left on my plan this year, um, before the season shut down. So he called and he goes, Hey, for a fifty dollar deposit you can put you know, tickets down for next year. Fans are allowed to the building, and it's you know he sounded fairly confident they're going to do it, which is totally pretty much everything against what I've been hearing from you know the league <laughs> you know, as far as what happens. <laughs> but uh, theoretically, I I do believe the only way the AHL season takes place is if they have fans in the building. Um, so they seem hell bent on it, one way or the other. So I guess we'll wait and see what that happens come December, but. I don't know. I'm not convinced that we see an HL season, but dude, they have to, man, or else teams are legit going to go under. They have to play. They have to have fans. Well, they can't play man. without fans, though, or they're going to be hurting even worse. Right, right. Yeah, they, if have they to can't have fans. Have fans the they games. can't do anything. So yeah, they need they, the they fans. Need to, that's why they need the fans. That's why they're shoving it so hard down our throats with these season ticket things. Is they need fans in some form or capacity, even if it's just to not completely get blown out of the water financially. Shoving our dander right down your throat. Yeah. <laughs> NHL NHL is going to need to generate revenue. Remember uh, after the 12-13 lockout, they had like eight outdoor games the next year to generate revenue. Uh, this year, they should definitely make it mandatory that everyone wears four different uniforms. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, I had an idea, actually. Like Those Senators the- unis are going to drop soon. Yep. Football is going to be done by the time hockey starts. Just let them all play outdoor games. <laughs> yeah, for real though, maybe their best option as far like, as that would be putting fans in the building. Cool. <laughs> Most football teams are having fans in some capacity, right? Uh, yeah. it's like half and half now. 
They're just they have a three four thousand people in the building spread out across the whole damn thing or something. Uh, more than that in some staves, uh, and over in Europe, like Italy, which was the hardest hit country, they have a thousand fans now at games. Hmm. Soccer games, yeah, man. It just a thousand? A million degrees. Yeah, yeah man. Yep. Yep. You gonna watch any games this weekend? No. They all kind of sit mm. on the one side, like the same ang- angle the camera's on. Like they're oh, on okay. the same side, and like they spread them all out, a thousand of them. You know what? I did see like the start of the Roma Juve, and they were just showing like all the chicks, like all the wags in the stands. Oh my yeah, yeah. god, so hot! And then I just didn't watch the game. Yep. Apparently, so, yeah. I didn't miss anything. That's a level of chick you get when you make millions of dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. And that's gonna say stuff. If the Senators bring back these jerseys, I will be very happy. Oh, I hate them. Oh, Ooh. I love them. I'll be right back. That face. The face is terrifying, but God, yeah, I'm gonna old, go get my old, jersey uh, too. gold right ones back. for everybody that can't see the three of us. <laughs> Got to have to post a picture. Of that. Oh, I love it. The old golden red ones. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go get my jersey too, real quick. Oh yeah, great. Everybody's leaving me here. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, my throat hurts. I've been yelling cool too much tonight. One. I always like those jerseys. Yeah, That's I like a, the design. I hate the senator on there, though. Red senator's jersey, everybody. The old one with the black band swoosh. on it. Yeah, swoosh. <laughs> I think it debuted, as, it debuted as a third jersey for them, didn't they? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. When they have their boring uh, black and white ones that they're actually bringing back. Yeah, I really like those. Senators always had some good jerseys. Yeah. Except for their current yeah. ones are shit. But yeah, they're really terrible. Rid of them. Yeah, they're bad. I used to like the Florida Panthers red jersey too. Remember their dark blue ones? Yeah, White and the sticks with the red, uh, yeah, with the red uh, triangles on the sleeves or whatever. Uh, yeah, they were cool. Yeah, the Panther biting. It. I, I've told yeah, that story but, about leaving uh, jerseys behind when I broke up with my ex, and that was one of them that I left behind. The blue one with the Panther biting the stick. Rest in peace. That's a tough one. I'm it sure was. that got. It was a blank one, but I sure got burned or. Sold on eBay. I don't know, man. Burned. Maybe thinking about that. Did Pavel Beret play for the Florida Panthers? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was washed up though by then. His uh, was it his hip or foot or something fly. like that? His knee. Yeah, that's what it was. Talk about a player to get to watch, man. Imagine yeah. watching. Did he score sixty goals a couple times? Oh, uh, he was un- unstoppable. Yeah, and then he it, uh, broke down. If hard. he and Paul Korea, <laughs> him and Paul Korea were probably two of the fastest players I ever saw. And if they played in this league where you can't, you don't have to worry about Scott Stevens being the dirtiest motherfucker alive Paul out there. Paul Curry would put up 70 goals a season. He was <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Interesting. I think Lindros, too, would be uh, even more unstoppable in this league because everyone just tried to hit him in the head. Once Cass Bright has rung his bell, everyone was trying to ring his bell. Okay. I ha- so I have an argument now, I think. I feel like a guy like Eric Lindros could play in any era and succeed, right? Yeah. 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 What about a guy like Wayne Gretzky? Could he would he be as good in this league today? Yeah, cuz you can't touch him. Okay. Just I curious. Don't, I don't know. I've I've uh he's one of those guys I don't think if you dropped him at his peak in today's NHL, I don't know. He ain't scoring 200 fucking points, no, I'll tell you that. No. Not even no, close. No, no. 
He I mean, would, on these he guys. would get 110 points and get nominated for the heart, and people would hate him because he wouldn't play defense, and then they would complain that, you know, Valanchushkin is better. <laughs> is how that would actually end up going. Oh, my God, dude. You're so fucking right on that, too. Like, you'd have some jerk-off on, you know, evolving stats or some shit tell you why Gretzky's not the best player in the league. Yep. Um, that's probably a fucking thing, dude. Yep. That's really funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, evolve my cock. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Those guys, I just don't get it. I hate them, yeah. Like what? Like why back Nashushkin? I don't get it. Why? Like what do you have? What do you have on him? Why do you like him? Did we talk about followers. that Dom Lashushin fellow on this show? His yeah bullshit. Let's heart. I think we did talk about that a little bit actually. When I don't remember what show it was on. I think it was Anthony's show, but may have touched upon. I I, I lose track. There's so many goddamn shows these days. But uh, God, when he, uh, what are you doing over there, Nick? <laughs> I'm just getting comfortable. Okay. So I put the mic in front of my face. Took it out of the stand. It's the best you sound all night. And uh, <laughs> when when he put out the tweet, he goes, something like, I didn't put, Dreisaitl didn't make my top five, and, and neither did whoever the hell won the Calder or, or whatever. There was three things he was totally against. And then he's like, Here's an article behind a paywall as to why I'm an idiot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, fuck you. That's, That's all he was trying bullshit. to do. He was trying to get you to read his article mm-hmm. and give him clicks. I saw, uh, I'm not, I don't even want to say his name or even try to remember his name, but uh, one of the Tampa Bay Lightning quote tweeted him. I think it was uh, Coleman. And this dude basically discounted everything they did. Oh, the Damian Cox guy today. Yeah, no, you yeah. said his name. Nice. He doesn't deserve that. But yeah, he fucking. Well, I said Cox a bunch of times already. <laughs> he fucking. He he, pretty much downplayed the accomplishment and then doubled down and said more stupid shit. Did he double down? Yeah, he did. He's like, oh, there's people dying out there, and again, like, no one, no one, like, it's like, dude, I'm you not gotta gonna, take it there. Right? Hold a mic like yeah. that. You need one of these where you, you can actually. Oh man, that's cool. Yeah. And in this corner, that's what that <laughs> let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> is that uh, Michael Bublé or whatever the fuck his name is? Great last name. What the uh, hell, Michael? That's not Bublé. Layton. Buffer. 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 Yeah, Layton. <laughs> I had somebody try and tell me Michael Layton was the reason that team was good. What team? The Flyers? The 2010 Flyers. team, yeah. Oh like, my God, no! It's like, does anybody remember that goalie situation that year? <laughs> yeah. Please God, no. Dan, you could have played goalie in that Montreal series. The Flyers steamrolled Montreal that series. It was, it wasn't even a series. It wasn't. Man, that's those were the fucking days when you I knew hate, the Flyers were going to win. Do this as well. Yeah. I like that. I just hate those dudes on Twitter, like that Damian Cox guy who. You said Cox. Cox. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's clearly just trying to get followers, and I, I, I hate. He's like Steve Simmons. He's just a dumb shit for the sake of saying dumb shit. Yeah, like I, I don't like that. Or, or what's the other asshole? Uh, Bayless, Skip Bayless, mm. says the most outrageous shit, Not including like, gimmick, though. yeah, which is just I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. Be nice. How, how do those guys gain followers for that? And I'll lose followers because I'll say the Flyers should trade Travis Konechny. I don't get it. Every time I mention that dude's name, minus two, minus three. Yep. 
It's like fucking hell, man. I lost the follower. I was up to two oh seven. I was at two oh six now. <laughs> like, who the fuck unfollowed me? I gotta stay over two hundred. <laughs> I do get get Jesus the thing. Christ. Well, look, I really didn't use Twitter that much as a social, uh, like to really interact with people until pretty much I came across you two. Mm, I like Twitter. Twitter's cool. I, I like the people Twitter's, on Twitter. I hate Twitter with a passion, but I can't put it down. I like it more than Facebook. Oh, that's true. Even the loyal ghost fans I love. No, nope. I, I couldn't no, imagine I, being that loyal to somebody that sucks so bad. I hate pretty much everybody on Twitter, except maybe three or four people. Us included, right? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Even the people that I don't like, I like on Twitter. Because you know what makes you appreciate people on Twitter? Fucking Reddit. Oh, I hate Christ, Reddit. I hate Reddit. Like, I won't even go on there. I'm on there now, and I'm posting like shit that I don't even mean, just so that I can post my own shit. And it's like, is this what you guys want? Like, not genuine takes, yep. or do you want me to create like six, six fake accounts to post my own shit? Like, it's so you, negative. You see what I mean? Like, how much bullshit that is yeah. that you create just because I can't post my own article? Like, what the fuck? The, All right, the, now the, I'm just the social uh, uh, Facebook is the same way with the groups and stuff. Like, you can have opinions, but you can't promote shit. Without getting yeah. kicked out and stuff. Well, what's the point of a social media site if you can't be social? I thought that was weird, but the guys around the pond to share your own stuff. I don't know, no idea. Well, Self promotion. Well, the only yeah, thing good I about Twitter is like I can just promote shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, why don't you be a good human being and check it out for me? You know? Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. If you want to like, and then when they do a... check it out, they just fucking bury it six feet under the <laughs> earth. <laughs> hey, that hey, like. Yeah. Bury it all you want, but let me post it. Like, is this freaking like, yeah, what the hell? I gave up on Reddit, but I, God, I posted that Jack Eichel piece that time, which, you know, tens of thousands of people have since read. And nice. the, the fury that came from Reddit, especially with that thing. Then a couple weeks later, I put out a piece about Carter Hart and how he can potentially be the greatest goaltender in Flyers history. And people are still angry. Right. <laughs> it's a good feel good article about Carter Hart being great. And they're like, well, he's not, he's not going to be Bernie <laughs> Perron. And oh, 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 it's like, shut the fuck up. I wrote a nice piece. Be happy. I feel like Reddit's one of those apps or websites that the type of people use are the type of people. Like you'll say something on there and someone will go through the lengths to find out where you live and then mail you a piece of their <laughs> shit in a box. <laughs> wouldn't put it Dude, i posted something on there and then one of the responses was cite your source and i'm like okay and i just tagged twitter in it so then like i don't know what you want me to tag dude like i took this information right off twitter like it's right there and they're like oh that's from the darren drager article i'm like yeah the fuck <laughs> oh lord you want to promote your stuff the two of you and people get shitty with you. It's like, well, what do you want to do? Like, turn on 94.1 and listen to why Carson Wentz stinks 12, 23 out of 24 hours a day? Yeah, like, I, I really don't get it. Like, okay, I get that there's moderators, and, you know, they even have, a, like, a list of rules, and I'm, I'm complaining so much right now, but whatever. I got to get off my chest. Hey, it's the angry true, negative though. show. I got the same complaints you're saying. They have a list of rules, and I'm not breaking any of no. them. No. Like, I'm promoting... All right, so I'm giving my opinion. I'm contributing to the group or the subreddit, whatever it is, but I'm putting my opinion in a 500-word article, yes. right? And it just so happens that I own the website. Yeah. So, you know, comment. It creates discussion, right? There's like 50 comments, blah, blah, blah. And then there's always one jackass that goes, 
oh, if you go look at this guy's history, all he does is self-promote. Yep, yep, like, yep, yep. I've heard that. I've heard that too. They're my opinions. Like, what? Like, so what? What's the difference like, if I, I put a link with my opinions versus just putting my opinion? Yeah. Like, if you don't That's... have, if these people put their big, long, drawn-out bullshit on there, but they don't link to anything, it's just their rambling words. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. I don't know. I fuck. What's I funny is Reddit. when I would post a fan-sided article, nobody, nobody gave a shit. Right. But when I would post when I post my own, it's this guy's self-promotion. OK, so what? Like, why don't you help me out then and just give me a click, give me a read and then state your opinion, good or bad. And then like, people are like, 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 people go like I, I put that card out. Like I said, the Carter Hart one was like two weeks after the Eichel thing and goes, this is the guy who put the Eichel piece up. Like, first of all, how do you remember that? <laughs> like, <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> Dude, that's actually really funny. Who cares? That's the Eichel guy. <laughs> that's the Eichel. Damn the Eichel stand, I believe is what they called me. Oh. Dude, that's really fucking funny, dude. It is that's so the Eichel stand. <laughs> dude, you should put that on the back of a jersey, but make it a last name. Like Eichel stand. I've got a Dan the Flyer fan jersey. May as well. Uh, Dan the Eichelstan. Fucking Viking name. Fucking Viking name or something. Eichelstan. Yeah, make it all one word. The uh, Henrik Lundqvist piece I wrote is uh, blowing up as we speak. Yeah. People are very unhappy that I suggested Lundqvist them. Like that. Lundqvist. I don't know. It was... I thought you were going to say queef, like Lundqvist. <laughs> so they speak after I said Lundqvist and it just kind of came out together. Queefed. <laughs> All right, like I feel like I'm drunk. This is a good one. I, it's been a while since I've raged on one of these episodes. Yeah. yeah, we had fun. This was a good one. Getting my uh, good angry emotions out on one of these shows for a while. Yeah, good. It's good. Yeah. Keep thinking today's Wednesday, but it's only Tuesday. There's so so much more to do this week. A lot to look forward to for next week. Oh, God, we, I'm going to be so goddamn busy next week. week. It's not even funny. We're doing another show this week, or we're doing two next week? Two next week. Okay, yeah. I'm excited, man. Between now and the draft is when all of our shit's going to happen, I Got think. The... I think free agency's quiet for us. One more show this week I have here. Anthony and I are interviewing somebody. Uh... Uh, Josh Yow, Yowie, something like that. He's a Pittsburgh Penguins guy. Yo's uh, brother? What? No. Um, yeah, he's a Penguins guy, and they got a lot of shit going on, so that'll be an interesting interview. Uh, and then that's it for this week. And the next week, I got six shows in eight days next week, which is already feeling like a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be, uh, it'll be fun. Hopefully there's a lot of uh, Flyers action to talk about. Yeah, there will be. I'm excited. It's like be. Christmas. Yeah. Hopefully we don't find the turd in our stocking, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hang my fly. Actually, hang on a second, because I got one. Hang on. He's going to go poop in a stocking in front of us. I know it. I mean, he's peed in a bottle on the shore. <laughs> Pooping in a stocking seems like the uh, <clears throat> next logical step. I really thread my... Sh- uh shredded my throat in this episode good lord mm. you didn't loosen the pipes i loosened too much today. that's the problem oh my my flyer stocking that's cute did you poop in it yeah did you poop in nah, it? 
Chuck better not. I better not see a ghost turd in here come next week. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget I have that. I'll hang that, actually, on my fireplace tonight. Get in the uh, season a little early. Yeah. It's the uh, the drafts talking. Anybody want to make uh, official predictions as to what happens next week? Ghost is gone. I've been saying that even when it was just me and you uh, couple, after some of those post games, Dan. I, I've been... I think Ghost is the odd man out. We've already touched on why this episode again. Ghost is the odd man out. And as the winner of the brotherly puck pool, I know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to mention that, and I like that you did, Nick. I tried to mention that earlier. Yeah. With, with great um, age comes great knowledge. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's... <laughs> um, Dan, what do you think? They're going to make that big deal, big splash? This time next week, hopefully, Ghost is gone. Patrick Liney and Max Domi are here. Wow. Ooh. Oh. I like it. I'm going to say... My spice gonna, level is through the roof. I'll go conservative. Odin making an appearance. Could you guys hear him? Yep. That's a, that's a proper dog. Ruin the audio right at the top. I down know. There, Jim. God damn it, Odin. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say... Yeah, he's we, the man. If we haven't pissed off everybody an hour and 16 minutes, then... They yeah. probably don't care about it. Everybody just met Odin. He's pissed about something, apparently. But uh, I think they stay conservative. I think they kind of hold down the fort. I think they move Ghost, but for like a mediocre draft pick that yep. everyone's going to be pissed about. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I think they stay put. I, I'm not going to, you know, that doesn't mean that they're not going to try. But uh, I think the plan would be to ah, move. Please don't say that. They're not going to try. They're going to get the hex all. I tried to get Ryan O'Reilly, but the price was just too high. Yeah. A couple of AHLers and a first-round pick, whatever it was. I'm sure they're going to try to move that 23rd pick. And then, you know, if they can't, if they still have that, well, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I'm going to say they stay put and they end up using it. I would like them to move it and get Patrick Laine, though. I hope they do. Just for... If no other reason than just to watch Twitter meltdown and somebody like Patrick Laine, it'd be phenomenal. I don't care if he never scores another goal again. I just want it to. Oh, I just want a meltdown. Get right. There's going to be a meltdown no matter who they acquire, though. So does it really matter? People are going to get their hopes up for somebody specific at 23 and they're going to pick somebody else like they did last year with York and Caulfield. People are going to lose their minds at that. And they're going to go into trade. Uh, 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 the uh, d- Jesus Christ, day two of the draft is what I'm trying to say. And in the fifth round pick, they're going to pick somebody that somebody didn't have on their fucking spreadsheet. And they're going to be very angry about it. <sighs> it's going to be great. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun on Fire's Twitter. But, everybody, we're at this shit up. We're, we are an uh, hour and 18 minutes in now. So, uh, at Dan the Flyer event, at Brotherly Puck. And uh, the schedule, the official schedule for next week's episodes will be up later this week. I'm making sure everybody can do everything that I have planned. So uh, that'll be up. Nick. You, you can find me on Twitter at Forza Inter 215. Jim. And, and my gamer tag is GPD <laughs> the commish on PlayStation 4. Come oh. play Fallout 76 with me. That mic was that further down your good. throat than I've ever had a dick down mine. You got to <laughs> calm down over there, Nick. What if I put the thing back? In there front you go. Good Lord. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies. I was uh, listening to an older episode. I'm currently working on potentially another best of for the Anger Negative show. And I found one before I gave Nick a mic. Phew, it's bad. Good lord. It's this headset <laughs> with the uh, mic that pulls out of it. Oh, God. It's, it's atrocious. 
So thank God until he deep throats that mic over there. I don't know what he's doing, but what? Ah <laughs> 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 oh, shit! Did you get any plugs in there, Jim? Uh, I got a lot of plugs in actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Check out some of our newer episodes. We uh, did some draft coverage over on HW uh, hockey.net. We had Russ Cohen on sportsology. Awesome dude. Jack and Steve had him on their show, had a show with Marco Diamico. If you guys haven't checked out his site, scrimmage and stats, he's a super nice guy, uh, super down to earth. Check him out. Listen to his pod, listen to our pod. And yeah, that's pretty much all I got this week. Everybody, well, until I guess Thursday will be back with Anthony, but until next week when the fireworks begin, goodbye and good night. Bullshit.